Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the What Would You Know podcast. This is your host, Lily Heenan, and I'm super excited for today's episode. I was stumbling across TikTok, and the message behind today's episode, I got inspired by another video, and I had to talk about this topic with you guys because I needed this reminder when I saw it, and it inspired me to use this example for my next podcast because I feel I feel like I do a lot better with my podcast episodes when I act on my inspiration and when I kind of take what I'm dealing with or things that pop up on my newsfeed from other people and go, oh my God, I need to talk about that as well. Or how can I turn this into my own knowledge and my own experiences and share this with you guys so you can take something from it as well. But obviously before we get into today's episode, if the flower isn't blooming, do you blame the flower or do you blame the environment? Obviously, I will do quote of the week and gratitude. If you are new here, I start off my solo episodes with my quote of the week and I do gratitude and I also give you guys the opportunity to reflect on three things that have gone well for you as well because ultimately I did an episode about the importance of training your brain to be more grateful for things and finding Gratitude in the simplest of things can get us out of rut and even things like depression because even when we are depressed, our brain biases all of the negative things, like we're constantly focused on the negative things, which can then make our mood worse. So by training your brain to focus on the small things and reflect on them and be grateful for them, it is going to have an impact on on your mood and make you feel better and who doesn't want to be a positive person. My quote of the week is, it's definitely relatable to today's episode, growth is uncomfortable, but so is staying somewhere that you have outgrown. And this week for gratitude, normally I do three things that I'm grateful for or three things that have kind of gone well for me. I wanted to kind of change it slightly this week. So we're going to do something a bit different and you're going to focus on three things that you're grateful for in yourself because when we start to focus on the positives in ourselves as well, like I said, That's when we train our brain to focus on the positives rather than the negatives and it will then slowly start focusing on the positives and even in yourself. So three things that I'm grateful for in myself. The first thing, I'm grateful that I set boundaries with myself yesterday and I finished my assignment on autism. It was really interesting and I submitted it a day early, which is super unusual for me. Normally, I do it literally last minute, hours before it's due. I went out for lunch yesterday, but I cut it sweet and I spent the whole rest of my afternoon finishing my assignment and I knew if I went out with my friend and boyfriend and hung out with them for the whole afternoon, I wouldn't have gotten my assignment done and I would have been rushed. So I'm glad that I set those boundaries within myself and with them that I needed to cut lunch short and finish my assignment. It is the little things. The second thing that I'm grateful for is I completed another gym session today but I took it slow and listened to my body because I'm due for my period. I am following cycle syncing, like I've been doing my own research on cycle syncing. And before your period, you're supposed to slow down, take it easy. And then when you are on your period, you're literally supposed to only do things like walking, stretching and yoga. And that's it because how you treat yourself on when you're menstruating, like on your period, that's going to set your whole month up and that's going to determine your mood, your energy, your hormone, like everything for the next month. And I am in the works of trying to find someone to come on and talk about that topic because I think it's so important and I think like 
it's very popular right now, cycle syncing, and a lot of people are doing it, but I still think there's a lot of, I think I need to get someone on to educate us more about it because I still think people, not doing it wrong, but I think people are still pushing themselves to their ultimate max or still doing things which is doing the opposite of the advice of the whole cycle syncing thing. Anyway, it's in the work, guys. I'm trying to find someone to get on and talk about cycle syncing and optimizing female hormones because I think it's so important and it's so interesting. But, yeah, I'm just glad that I listened to my body today and I took it slow. I did a weight session. There was no PBs. It was just super slow and I even cut it short today because I I didn't want to push myself and and that's the whole point of this cycle syncing thing with your hormones like before your period you're supposed to really cut it back that week before anyway and the third thing that I'm grateful for is that I took the time to sit in the sunlight this morning and focus on my surroundings in nature which is obviously a form of meditation and I was just grateful in that moment that my body has the ability to hear and see, see nature and I'm just grateful that I showed up for myself in all of the ways that I just mentioned. So yeah, I'm really proud of myself for doing all those three things and that I showed up for myself and yeah, very happy with myself with those little three little accomplishments in the last 24 hours. It's easy to really focus on everything that's gone bad and not the things that have gone well. So please pause this, actually do it. Reflect on three things that you're grateful for in yourself. It could be even things that you love about yourself. Do it now. Today's episode, obviously, like I said, it came from TikTok. I acted on inspiration. This whole, if the flower isn't blooming, do you blame the flower or do you blame the environment? I can't take credit for that. Didn't come up with that, but I will obviously talk about other topics as well in today's episode. So this is what this chick said. And I just was like, oh my God, like I'd seen the video before and maybe a few of you have seen this video as well of this lady. I can't remember her name. But it just flicked a switch in my brain and I was like, oh my God, I needed to hear that. And I think a lot of you guys need to hear this as well. If a flower doesn't bloom, do you blame the flower or do you blame the environment? You blame the environment. But what would you do instead? You check the sun, you check the soil. Is it in the right area of the room? You check the size of the pot that it's in. We never blame the flower or the seeds when it's not growing. You think about the environment in which that flower is in, right? You can't blame a flower for not growing if it hasn't been given the opportunity to grow in the first place. But why aren't you using this example with your own growth? This isn't about the flower, it is about you and me. This whole example, like this kind of came about, if I think back, it's probably about a week ago. My housemate, Regan, she has a flower. I think they're called like a fiddle. I've actually had three of these flowers and every time that I've tried to keep them alive, I kill them. And... It's not just this flower, like I've seen this whole analogy happen with my plants that I have as well. Anyway, Freegan, my housemate, has this plant and it's a fig. And ever since she moved here, it was probably maybe six months ago, I swear to God, it has not grown. And I said to her, that flower hasn't grown. And she was like, I know, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, Freegan, look at, it was like, in a, it's in a really small pot. And I was like, it's because you haven't repotted it. That's why it's not growing. Like it looks completely healthy. I know she's literally looking after it. But I said, you need to repot that plant in order for it to grow or it's not going to grow. And I think we can use that example in our life as well. Exactly what I've been saying is that if the plant isn't growing, if the flower isn't growing, we don't blame the plant. We don't blame the flower. We check everything else 
and make sure that it's getting all of its needs right and it's in the right environment and then we know of course it is going to grow but if it is not in the right environment of course it's going to stay the same and it's going to die and we don't want that I was listening to a TED talk and the name of the TED talk is everything you think about addiction is wrong and this guy I can't remember his name again I suck at remembering names But this guy explains that a lot of us have different beliefs on addictions that are very wrong and I think that would actually be a really good podcast episode to talk about addictions and what actually are addictions because a lot of us have this misunderstanding that it's some sort of disease, which it is not a disease. And the story comes partly from a series of experiments that were done earlier in the 20th century. So This guy was saying that if you get a rat and you put it in a cage and give it two water bottles, one is water and the other one is water laced with heroin or cocaine, if you do that, the rat will almost always prefer the drug water and almost always kill itself quite quickly. And that's how a lot of us think that addiction works that way, right? That's A lot of people think that that's how it works. This professor thought, who was doing the experiment, thought, let's try something a bit different his name was Professor Alexandra, he built a cage that was like a rat theme park, which is basically heaven for rats, right? They've got loads of cheese, they've got coloured balls, they've got tunnels, they've got lots of friends in there, and they've got both the water bottles, the normal water and the drug water, and the rats almost never used the drug water, and they didn't like the drug water. You go from almost 100% overdose to almost 0% of overdose of these rats just because you change their environment. Addiction can be the adaptation of your environment. The key takeaway from that little TED talk is don't blame the fucking rat, blame the environment. You've got rats that they've got nothing around them. They've just got water and drugs. Of course, they're going to choose the drugs. But if, you, if these rats have those options and they're surrounded by the right things, fulfilling them, making them happy, they've got connection, relationships, the right food, they've got a sense of purpose, things that make them feel fulfilled, they never touch the drug water. They hate it. And, of course, addiction is an adaptation of your environment. And I also just want to quickly say from that story, it's also really important to understand that addiction also, it does have to do with the environment, but it also has to do with People get addicted to drugs because they are numbing themselves. They are struggling and there's something that they're avoiding or something that's coming up as in like sadness, regret, guilt, shame, all of those feelings and they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to work through it. So instead of feeling those feelings because it makes them feel really uncomfortable and they've got a lot of trauma and stress in their life, they turn to substances to ultimately take that pain away from them. And that's what addiction is as well as an adaptation of your environment. If you hang out with five people who drink and do drugs every weekend, you're going to become the six. If you hang out with five people who are caught up in the gossip culture, you're going to become the six. If you hang out with five people who have created an identity around their life where they live in a victim mindset and it's always poor me, you're going to become the six. If you hang out with people who are all about growth, and self-development and breath work and trying new things and working on themselves to become a better person and working through their trauma and working through their shit, you will become the seventh. You are an adaptation of your environment. I haven't been a full-time smoker since December now and I know that I've shared that in previous episodes. That was one of my goals. I was a 
full-time smoker, gross. I actually haven't been a full-time smoker since December. I have socially done it once since then, which I'm pretty proud of myself of. And even since then, I didn't pick it back up again. That was in January for my birthday. Love a social ciggy. It's so gross. But and I can't say that it'll never, ever happen again. Do you know what I mean? Like I love a social cigarette. Anyway, what I'm saying is I haven't been a social smoker since December, right? And let me tell you when the environment that I was in played a massive part of my addiction to smoking. There were also many other factors, like I got addicted because of the dopamine from it, the nicotine, blah, 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 blah. But when I was younger, I would go out and I would smoke and I didn't, like, I would only smoke when I was in the environment of other people smoking, right? It was, I never blame other people for it. That was my choice at the end of the day and I made those decisions, right? But when I was younger, I would go out and I'd smoke because everyone else was doing it. I'd never do it during the weekdays. This was like when I was maybe like 16 or whatever. And then as I got to maybe 18, I was around a lot of people who were full-time smokers and I became one for years because every time they would smoke, I'd go out and have a drag and then it became I'd have one and then next minute I was a full-time smoker and I couldn't fucking quit. And, of course, like I said, I'm not blaming anyone at the end of the day, that was me, that was on me, that was my problem, nobody else's. But my environment was so powerful and it just shows that if you hang around with those five smokers, you are going to become the six. Very likely that you are going to become the sixth smoker. And maybe now's a good time to reflect on some of the people you hang out with and the environment in which you and you are in and is that contributing to your growth you're not growing in the way that you want to or you want to work on yourself but things are holding you back because of the environment you're in. I want to tell you how hard it is. Like I always talk about how gossip culture and bitchy culture and how hard it is to stay positive. I'm someone who like I am constantly trying to train my brain, right? I have been around a lot of people in my life who, not everyone obviously, but like some people, you go and hang out with them and All you talked about was drama, celebrity, other people's business, other groups of girls, bitchiness, this and that, bitch about your friends. And I contributed to it. Sometimes I still contributed to it, like even celebrity and gossip culture, which I don't know, I guess as humans, we love it. That's why we do it. And we take interest in other people's life, right? But what I'm trying to say is not the celebrity stuff, but more like bitching about other people and other friends and always finding the negatives in something. I used to be really bad at that. I still struggle with that. It's I've come a long way, but I find that if I go and hang out with people that are like that, it's not even them that, like, they'll do it. They'll act like that, right? They'll bitch about other people and this and that. And then I start doing it as well. And it's like, and then I walk away from the time that I've spent with this person and I feel shit. I just spent that whole time talking about others, being negative, bitching, or just sitting there and listening to this information and feeling so awkward because it's hard to set those boundaries with other people to be like, hey, can we stop? Can we stop talking about this, please? I've definitely done it before and I need to still work on it. But it is hard to be when you're trying to grow and be away from that, right? And then you surround yourself with these people and then they do it and then you find yourself in this cycle. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, the whole point of that example is that if you hang around with five people who are caught up in bitchy culture, you're going to become the six. And until you can get away from that, 
you are probably not going to grow or be able to move past from that. Obviously, I think you know when like people can be genuinely, there are friends that like have literally done the same shit with me and have grown with me to be better people. And there's still people that I was friends with that are like still stuck exactly where I was four or five years ago and they haven't changed. The people that have grown with me, you can see, and I'm sure you guys can probably relate to this as well. Like you've got friends that are still stuck being themselves and you love them, but you know, they're not going to change. But then you've got those friends who you respect and you love and you know, they want to grow and you are able to have those difficult conversations with them and be like, hey, maybe this isn't good. Hey, maybe let's change this. Hey, let's stop talking about this because it's actually quite low vibrational and it doesn't make us feel good when we talk like this or hey, Maybe we should limit the alcohol that we're drinking all the time because it's not actually helping us. It's, I get that it's fun every now and then, but like we're doing it a lot and I think it's becoming a problem. Anyway, I've had a lot of friends do the same shit with me and grow at the same rate. When I just moved up to Melbourne, we were clubbing all the time. We were going out every weekend and just there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I don't enjoy that as much anymore. I can't even tell you the last time that I went out clubbing for me now it's like dinner and a few drinks with friends that's me that's me done anyway the people that I hung around with like the clubbing and all of that and now we've grown and we prefer to do things like go to the markets or spend our weekends doing breath work and going to the beach or spending quality time like going for a walk and trying something different or actually connecting with them on a deeper level or doing stuff that regulates our nervous system and focus on things that there's more opportunity for growth rather than living for the weekend to go out. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, you're going to have friends who are going to grow with you and be open to grow with you, but then you're going to have friends that are going to stay stuck in their little bubble. And that is completely okay, but check your environment. And if you're struggling with this, go and listen to my episode on friendship. I talk about like how to let go of them and coming to the realization that you do need to let go with them and you're growing and you're parting ways and that is completely okay. How do you expect to grow if you're staying in the same environment doing the same shit? You're using the same coping mechanisms. You're living for the weekend every week. You're hanging around the same people who don't make you feel good, who don't uplift you, who aren't growing with you. I'm here to tell you that if you feel stuck and you feel like that, you can actually control your life going forward and what steps you need to take. And how you can deal with your emotions and the people you do hang out with and what you do eat and drink and what you do allow yourself to consume. And you do have this, the opportunity to reflect and go, hey, I actually changed my mind. I actually don't want to do that anymore. Hey, I don't actually believe that anymore. Or my opinions actually change on that subject. Or I don't want to have this identity to this certain thing anymore. I actually want to change and I want to explore something different. That is okay and that is growth. If you weren't doing that, if you weren't challenging everything, if you weren't wanting to grow and hang out with different people and experience new things, I would say there's probably something wrong with you. Like who doesn't want to grow and experience those new things and challenge everything and challenge everything they've learned and form new beliefs and new opinions and want to work on bettering yourself? Who doesn't want to do that? I get that not everyone is there yet and, of course, I was in a point in my life where I was stuck and sad and miserable and I was a victim to my 
life and I was negative and I was not doing things that were making me feel good. I was living for the weekend every weekend. I was living in my ego. I know it's really easy to fill the void that you're feeling, whether you know it or not, and turn to different outlets that are going to fill that void rather than claiming your power and working on trying to heal yourself and heal your generational trauma. I know it's easy to do that, to turn to the quick things like distracting yourself from going out every weekend and doing things like binge eating and not confronting your emotions because it's scary. But if you're sick of the way you feel and you're sick of the direction of your life and you're sick of not watching that plant grow, that flower not grow, I'm reminding you that if you aren't changing the things in your environment, how do you expect yourself to change? Remind yourself of the quote of the week for this week. Growth is uncomfortable, but so is staying somewhere that you have outgrown. And I think even like people can get in ruts and feel depressed and they feel stuck. And like I even heard people on other podcasts talk about that. I think it was the best bits. Her name is Alice. She was in a long-term relationship and she kind of said that she was in a relationship and she kind of felt stuck and and a bit depressed. And looking back, there was obviously other factors, but Her feeling like that had a lot to do with the fact that she had very much outgrown this relationship. She just was still holding on to it, even though she knew that she needed to let go of it because it wasn't serving her anymore. And that's what was making her feel miserable. And guess what? The same bottle of water for $2 is sold at the petrol station for $4. And that same bottle of water is sold at the airport for $8. The only difference in that water is the environment. And You need to take on this perspective in your own life because you need to start looking at the environment in which you are in because the environment that we are in dictates our value and the value in our life. And I know not everyone, like you guys might be listening to this and you know that you have outgrown the environment or you're not blossoming, you're not blooming and you're finding it hard to change your environment because I know like Obviously, for me, when I was feeling like this, I got up and I left my hometown and I moved to Melbourne. And I'm very much due, I think, soon for something like, not challenging, but like an opportunity for me to grow because I learn a lot from moving away from my hometown and moving out of home and being independent and living in a different environment, like not in my hometown up into the city. It was very different for me, but I learned so much from it and I fucking love it. And I'm so glad I did it, but I know not everyone can do that. So when you can't leave the environment that you're in, that you have outgrown, that you truly can't leave it. Like I'm talking, don't lie to yourself. Like you you genuinely can't leave your environment right now. Anyway, focus on the things that you can control and that still play a massive factor in your growth and how you blossom. So just the little things, like if I notice that I can't study in my room if it's messy. So I know that I have to clean my environment in order to succeed in my studies. I can't study in a messy room. It can be the most simplest things like that. If you have lived your whole life being unmotivated and lazy, guess what? You can wake up tomorrow morning or you can, after you've stopped listening to this podcast, Make the choice to change your life and aim for 1% better every day. Here's some tips on how you can slowly start to change your environment so that it will have a factor in your growth and how you blossom. So here are some simple ones and you can apply this to literally anything, right? So I don't know if you guys have read the book 
Atomic Habits. It's really good. This is where this kind of cue, reward and behavior thing comes from. I have spoken about it in my morning routine before. So here are some tips on how to change your environment and habits that will help you grow. My cue is that I put on study music. I have study music. It's kind of like a frequency music, bilateral beats, really good. It helps me focus. The behavior when I hear that music is that I study. And the reward for that is that I feel productive because I've done uni work. When my brain hears that music, it's almost like it knows it has to concentrate because that's what happens. I've done it so many times now. The next example is Q, pre-workout, your behavior, going to the gym, your reward, feeling on top of the world, feeling motivated, feeling strong, feeling powerful, feeling good because you've just fucking exercised. Q, buying a coffee, behavior, drinking that coffee, reward, high energy and a little bit of a wake-up spike. The reason that I wanted to mention this cycle is that We get addicted to the reward feeling, right? You get dopamine from completing that cycle, which is your feel-good chemical in your brain. And it's the same feeling you get but with negative habits. And so like hitting the snooze button or binge eating or scrolling through TikTok. So you have to change your cue in your environment so that your behavior changes and you don't have to do a million things and change straight away. Like, Just focus on the 1% better every day and do something small every day, but stay consistent and stay at it. And when you've built something else up, do the next thing. Because all those little things, all the little things that you can implement in your life through those examples are going to make you grow and are going to help your development in some way, shape or form. You just have to make it a positive one. Okay, well, what to do when you know you're ready for change, for growth, but you're scared, you don't have the motivation or drive to water that flower and you know it needs watering and you know it needs repotting, but until you do it, that flower isn't going to grow. That flower is not going to bloom and that flower is you. I think I'm going through this right now and that's why I found it so motivational when I saw this whole concept of the flower isn't blooming, we're blaming the flower, we're blaming its environment because I feel like I'm that flower and I've come to a standstill in my growth and it needs something. I need something, but I'm not sure what that is and I'm trying to figure it out yet or I'm ready for a new chapter of growth. But that feeling of dullness in my stomach, I can't really figure out what and what I need to do next. I think I do deep down And I have a lot of ideas and I'm not going to say them yet because I have a tendency of saying things and not following through with them. And until it is actually set in stone of this idea that I have, I'm not going to say it because I have a fucking habit of doing that. So there is a thing, an idea that I want to do and I want to start on the side. And I know I keep thinking about it and deep down it's what I want to do and that's what's going to help me grow. The feeling of discomfort and the feeling of unknown and the feeling of what if or failure or like I've never had to experience that or that potential situation in the future is kind of what's giving me that dull feeling inside. But I have to remind myself and I have to remind you that discomfort is what happens when you are about to go through change and evolution and a lot of times we can mistake this feeling of unhappiness and tend to try and run from it because of how it makes us feel. 
But discomfort for change and growth is a signal and it just means that it needs to happen. And I think that if you're feeling really overwhelmed or you know that there's something that you want to do so that you can take that next step and grow, but you feel you're so scared of the unfamiliarity of it, of how unfamiliar it seems and you don't know what's going to come out of it and it feels scary and change is scary. But I think a reminder for both you and me is that that feeling is a good feeling because your intuition knows deep down and that is the path for you. If you keep thinking about this thing and you keep wondering what if and you keep coming back to it, but you're just scared to take that jump, you know that that is the right thing for you and I 100% think both you and I need to take that step. Change is really scary and I want you to remind yourself that it is okay to outgrow situations, relationships, long-term relationships, jobs, friendships, environments or whatever it is that you have outgrown staying in situations that you know are no longer right for you is way worse than facing the challenges of letting them go I want to ask you a question right now okay I want you to think of this thing that you know that you want to do or you know that there's a next step that you want to take maybe it's breaking up with the boyfriend or the girlfriend or you want to move out of your hometown or you want to move overseas or you're sick of your job, you want something new, you are sick of your lifestyle, you want to start going to the gym or maybe you want to start cutting back on the alcohol that you're consuming or maybe you want to start eating healthier. The reason why you haven't done that yet is because you are scared and it is uncomfortable and growth is obviously scary. But I want you to ask yourself this question right now. Would you rather short-term pain in that brief moment of that feeling of being uncomfortable Or would you rather spend the rest of your life in this situation that you're in, in this environment, with this person, miserable because you didn't follow your intuition and questioning what could have been because on the other side of that short-term pain that you could have taken or that you could have felt was long-term happiness and the version of you that was supposed to exist and the path that you were supposed to be on. And also on a positive note, guys, I also think that sometimes it's really important to, despite listening to episodes like this or people talking about this subject of like taking that growth step or focusing on the new thing or this and that, I think it's also really important to reflect because sometimes we have evolved way more than we give ourselves credit for and it's easy to look at the flower or the plants that aren't growing to the best of their ability right now. But if you think back to them originally when you first got those plants, they were half the size that they were now, right? And that the reason that they began to grow in the first place is because you repotted them, you watered them, you changed their environment, you researched what sun they need or where they need to be sitting outside or inside in order for them to grow the most, right? And you often don't think back on how far that flower has come. It's very easy us to focus on what there is to accomplish rather than what has already been accomplished. So be tough, be serious with yourself, but also kind of reflect on how far you actually have come and give yourself credit for that growth that you have done already. And be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself that maybe you're listening, you clicked on this episode because maybe you were interested in the title or it flicked a switch in you, or you're still here listening to this episode because I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you've got something out of it, you've reflected somehow, and you do want to change and you do want to evolve. And there's something that you do want to chase after because And there's a new environment that you know that you need to be in in order to grow. So be proud of yourself for doing that. 
for reflecting on that, for thinking that. If the flower isn't blooming, do we blame the flower or do we blame its environment? Anyway, guys, I that was it for this week. I have my recommendations of the week and, yeah, I have, I have a few things. One kind of like ties in with my environment. Not really, but kind of, but anyway, I'll let you know about that. Anyway, I have two products, well, three, three things. Anyway, my housemate, she works at Sephora. She works with the Sephora collection in Sephora. And I said to her, obviously, because she's a makeup guru, she knows her shit. She gets to work with products and test them and obviously give her feedback on them and what she's found works for herself out of all of these products that she's been been using and I said to her my makeup does not like it stays but it's almost like it becomes really oily and I need your recommendations on what I can use to like really hold my makeup and not have it as oily and she recommended me two products her name is Regan by the way I'll leave her Instagram like her makeup page in the description notes so if you guys want to message her about anything or you need any tips in this kind of area or recommendations like that or even just makeup inspo go and follow her page I will leave it down in the description she is great the first one is the Sephora hydrating serum and it's hyaluronic acid I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it anyway you put it on your face with a little bit of water and you use that as kind of a base and then you do your makeup and then as a setting spray she recommended the the Sephora collection makeup setting spray and I love these products definitely recommend them I'm someone who, yeah, like my face gets really oily. My makeup doesn't necessarily like hold as well as when I first put it on. And I even remember I was recording an episode, I think it was with Rach and I had makeup on and I went to the gym straight after it and I went to the gym and it literally like, it 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 wasn't oily. My face wasn't sweaty, like Normally, like I don't go to the gym with makeup on. That was a one-time thing, but even just experiencing that and it stayed, it was pretty cool. So I definitely recommend those products if you're someone who struggles with that. And my next thing is, this has been on trend lately and I finally did it. So obviously I told you guys that my one of my goals last year, but long-term, was to obviously quit smoking. And I've done that. And another one of them was to stop biting and picking at my nails, Right. So I went and got a set of fake nails. What are they called? They're really bad for you. SNS. And they were on for like three weeks. And then I got them taken off and I got, so they had like grown a little bit. So my actual real nails grown. They're obviously quite small, but like still enough for me to paint my nails and them not look tragic. And I went and got Biab done builder in a bottle so what it's called and it is on my real nails what is biab okay biab which stands for builder in a bottle also known as builder gel is a range of strengthening gel products that are applied to the natural nail much in the same way regular gel polishes are but it has a thicker consistency that improves the nail strength and apparently i don't know this is what the nail lady said she said it's obviously better for our nails and it has a lot less toxin and chemicals in it compared to like the other stuff that we'd get so that's a bonus but anyway I recommend Biob so much if you're someone who struggles with biting your nails like start that process like I have because even though my nails are 
really short. They are so strong. I have been like not trying to bite them, but trying to. And because they're so strong, they don't snap. I think I'm on the journey of not biting my nails anymore because I literally can't. And I'm just going to keep doing this because they're so strong and they're so thick. And yeah, that's my recommendation of the week. The Sephora collection, hydrating serum, hyaluronic acid, and the setting spray. I'll leave that in description. And Biab nails for anyone who wants stronger nails, who struggles with biting their nails. Yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. It has officially this week been one year since I started the What Would You Know podcast. And it's pretty cool. And yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening. If you've been here from the start, fucking love you. I'm really excited. I'm super grateful that I have started this. But share this to someone if you think they would get something out of it, if they need that little push, that little reminder that when the flower isn't blooming, you don't blame the flower, you blame the environment and that flower is you. Anyway, guys, I hope you have a beautiful rest of the week, a beautiful weekend. It is Easter. I'm going away tonight, actually. I've got a flight at 8 p.m. I'm going up to Queensland. My mum has moved up there and I haven't seen her in like two months. I'm going up there. I'm super excited to do that. It's going to be such a wholesome weekend and I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. If you could give me a rating and subscribe to this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. Obviously, only if you like listening to me, of course. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.